There we are, some flute. Welcome to Pathfinder Meditations with the Find the Path podcast. It's going to be real quiet, guys. <laughs> it's just silence and sirenscape. Yep. No, welcome to our after party. I believe this is after party number five I now. I don't keep track of those. Numbers. It is after party number five. It's number five. It's whatever the last episode was divided by three. <laughs> Math. <laughs> it's only 90% of what we do. It's just math disguised this story. Yes, so we're back here. I'm, as always, your host, Rick Sandage. I'm joined by Jessica Peters, Jordan Jenkins, Rachel Sandage, and Heather Allen. Hey, he knows our names, guys. Yeah. Yay. I could middle name most of you. Uh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I'll avoid that. So yeah, in the after party, as always, we discuss the most recent three episodes of the Find the Path podcast, so episodes 13 through 15, as well as uh, a little bit of other stuff that we've got going on. And again, we're kind of using this as an opportunity to uh, reach out and do a little thing with the Sirenscape. We're listening to the Elvin Vell daytime sound set, a little peaceful hmm. meditations. Come walk with us in the Elven Oh, Vells. that's right. I always take out the flute. That's why I, I like the like, flute. Yeah, I always take out the flute when I run that sunset. The flute makes it sound almost Amazonian. Yeah, it sounds like I'm in it's the jungle. Little, yeah. Could be El- Amazonian elves. We don't know. Yeah. True. There that's are true. elves in the Mwangi. It's true. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. true. They never even fled during Earthfall. It was the whole thing. But we're not here to talk about elves. There I could no... talk about elves all day, guys. There are no elves in Mummy's Mask. There are no elves in this party. Yeah. <laughs> no elves in this party. Nope. Uh, Sad. Yeah, so we've made it through another couple of episodes. We passed unlucky number 13, which is one of the, I guess, the first episode we'll be talking about today. Does anyone here have any uh, Triscidecophobia? No. If I knew what that was, maybe. It's the fear of the number 13. Fear of the number 13. Uh, okay. I like the number 13 a whole yeah. lot. I don't know. Jess and I have always wanted to go down to like tattoo shop on Friday the 13th and do the Friday the 13th tattoo. So. Free tats? Well, not free tats, no, but reduced price. No, dollars tattoos $13 for tats. Friday the 13th. I'm just scared of $13 tats. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably why we've for. never actually done it, because yeah. we understand that It's amateur night at the tattoo with, parlor. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, when we last left off in episode 12... You guys had found the room with the creepy plates with human skulls sitting on them. You found out a little bit more about that after a couple more episodes, but you basically had a a skull fight with some beheaded. Which was actually surprisingly easy. I kind of thought that was going to be a harder fight. And we met a really nice lady named Hisharu who was then traitorous. Yeah. I mean, lady might be a bit of a stretch. She was was like a sand person. She appeared to be a woman, but that was in fact the same man. Oh, okay. Um, so they, like they're the, called Sandman. Yeah, they're called Sandman. Oh, put, she was putting us all to yeah, sleep. Yeah, she was putting that us all. That's where that we. That's where sense. we started talking about that. Was like, yes. man, she's yes. like a Sandman. They're uh, they're outsiders. They've got some cool abilities. Was she actually like supposed to be guarding the house, and then she had some warped sense of it, or did she was there now? No, she was just occupying it. She had no connection to it <laughs> before. She was just uh, lying to all of you. <laughs> Lulling you into a false motive. sense of security. She was um, yes. I do not have any sense motive. I do not either. I have a four with no ranks in it. And then uh, she told yeah. us about Imanesh and his Imanesh. skulls. Imanesh. Yeah, she explained yes. that he was the one creating all the headless people. Which she wasn't wrong. No, she, I mean, she told us. No, she wasn't lying about that. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then I found a cool mace that I forgot about until this moment and should remember because <laughs> I definitely still have it. Yeah, it's just a normal mace, but... It'll be useful if I need to bash something until we sell it. That's all true. I mean, you could always hold on to it. 
It was definitely still creepy to keep hearing this flapping around and everything, so I thought atmospherically it was really cool. That's true. There's flapping. There's weird shadows that uh, Citra saw in that episode kind of moving around. It reminded me of an episode of Aladdin from back in the day. Oh, An episode. That. Yeah, there was a yeah. TV show. There was a TV show of Aladdin. Yeah. Yes, I did not it watch awesome. that. You know, no. It was actually this really good. Is totally off topic. Sure. But the the Aladdin <laughs> episode was like uh, a young girl had gone into this temple and gotten cursed or something with powers of the sand, uh. and uh, yeah, it was it was it was the, she showed up several times as a recurring villain. Yeah, she and was there really was cool. also a really cool like wizard dude that was a villain in that show that I remember thinking was kind of cool. Back in the day, I can't remember his name. Jafar? No. <laughs> it was another character that they I, had. And he had like snakes or something that were his little minions. Jafar? I don't remember. Jafar? It's not Jafar! <laughs> it's from the cartoon show. Oh my god, I'm Googling it now. Jafar likes snakes. But I was going for the sand lady because it, it, that was lady. like the first thing that popped in my head because I was like, oh, it's like Aladdin. <laughs> You're for weird things. I know. I just... At least it wasn't a Buffy reference. I probably have one. Did she fight a Sandman? Sandman, Actually, no, but she did fight a mummy. We haven't fought mummies yet. So hold that one in your pocket. Yeah, I'll hold that one in my pocket because that was season one. No, the the interesting (laughs) thing with Hesharu is uh, that honestly the only reason she kind of talks with the party is that she's curious about non-elementals. Oh, fun. Uh, and yeah. so likes to kind of learn a little bit about them, but she also has an extraordinarily short attention span, so the moment they bore her, she just decides to kill them. Ah, so she's nice. like, oh, okay, we're carrying on conversations. Okay, we're having some fun. Okay, now I'm just bored. And Time then, for murder. And then we went upstairs, and there were flying heads for episode 14. It's true. You guys, uh, episode 14, you went upstairs. There was... Well, Sudi saw the weird dude twice in that episode. Yeah. I, yeah. We, and I, then Sudi was suggested. Yeah, we, we still don't know what was up with that. If that's a... a there was actually somebody there or something else there. Or if it was... Or if it was do, what was the name uh, of the not the Vargoyle thing? Uh, I'm actually not going to get into that here because it may be pertinent later. Oh, gosh. I have a blank I mean, you know his name was Imanesh, but you don't know what he was. And that's when we found the headband that Imanesh was using to create the the beheaded beheaded downstairs. I'm going to bet that Imanesh was one of the Pantheros. That'd be cool. Oh, history check. That'd be an interesting uh, twist. I mean, because wasn't it the whole thing is the cursed headband? So you put that on, and then that's what turns you into the weird, creepy thing. Well, no, the, no. just a little mindless beheaded downstairs, not like the. Oh. Yeah, no. The, the one th- reason why I think not is, didn't we? I forget what we rolled. Yeah, some, some kind of an outsider. Oh, so it okay. wouldn't have been. Yeah, you, you were able to determine he wasn't any sort of undead. Or oh, okay. Then I had that switch. I was thinking like he became that because of the headband. No, so. the headband turns the people into the little flying skulls. I will get into a little bit on Ilmanesh, even if I'm not getting into necessarily exactly what he was. Just to give you an idea of the great things that you've done for the city that you may never know about. Yay! Oh, um, well, he was kind of a serial killer, so I think we. Ilmanesh Im- has lived in Wati for decades. And is a blight upon not only the necropolis, but the living city of Wati as well. Hmm. Wati has long been plagued by periodic Vargoyle attacks. More like than not probably explaining why some of you knew what a Vargoyle was. Oh. And Imanish has encouraged these attacks by corralling these dull-witted monsters into the house to, quote, breed. And ensure that they are never hunted to extinction. Gross. Imanish's mm-hmm. favorite game is to fly into the living half of the city and using his powers masquerade as a friendly Johnny. With his uh, charm person and suggestion abilities, he lures poverty-stricken commoners over the walls of the necropolis to the House of Panthero in search of fabulous wealth and wishes. 
These unfortunates then fall victim to the creature's cruel tortures and entertainments. Imanesh is a perverse sadist who relishes in using his magic to convince young lovers that their partners are unfaithful, or whispering to orphans that they are actually abandoned by their parents because they were too homely and stupid to be loved. Wow. Eventually, Imanesh tires of these mortal playthings, most of whom are used to create more beheaded for his scene in the dining room, or breed into new vargoyles. And then the creature drives them back to the city to sow more chaos. So we Man. totally uh, helped He's out with horrible, that. He's a horrible, horrible Man, that is a... So good job killing him. Yeah, Yay. I was going to say, we, we've, you know, defeated the menace that nobody knew existed. I like, we've, I like to think that we've definitely all heard, like, boogeyman stories that are kind of like, somebody will About the vargoyles and things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say it was, was a, it was a real pain having to try to fight something that has cold iron damage reduction when we have only talking. very little cold iron I was talking to Rick about this, that there's been a lot of stuff in this game that's, like, very... Low-level damage reduction yeah, has been a, like, a theme, yeah. And I'm like, but for realsies, guys, uh, that's part of the reason that I think we've been having such a challenge with some of this stuff. Oh, no, it absolutely you're not used is. You're running into this stuff at this low level. Yeah, well, and if you look at, like, me, so, like, uh, monks are... Like, the damage reduction is the bane of most melee characters. It's especially true for monks because we, do, we can get multiple attacks. I have, like, two or three attacks right now if I use a key pool point. But I'm only going to do a D6 plus 3, so if it has damage reduction 5, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do a whole lot to yeah. it. And I'm, I'm not high enough level yet to take Pummeling Style, which will actually let me start doing all my damage as one damage before damage reduction. But I, I'm definitely getting that feeling of, man, I've got to take that because, holy cow, this is getting crazy. Well, what level do your uh, fist count as cold iron? High level it's thing. a higher level. Yeah, right now they I mean, just count as magic. I think it's particularly high. I, I think, think it's, it's like, like seventh level or that's something. Pretty, that's higher level. Well, we're than, third level yeah. right now. So well, yeah, I'm just saying that's yeah, so. mid level stuff right there. Yeah, let me look it up because. Well, actually, that that does raise kind of a question. Since you guys went up there, you fought Eminish, you ran into damage reduction issues. Conveniently, you guys had a couple such, of cold iron such arrows. Such much issues. Yeah. Many, many issues. Because I kept those. You kept you that, know. and I had the bolts. But you guys have run into reoccurring problems with certain amounts of damage reduction and things like that. Are you anticipating your characters purchasing something to deal with that? It's just you can never like guess iron. what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean... I have Silver Sheen. We have not run into anything uh, It is silver. seventh level that I will... My attacks are treated as cold iron and silver. Man, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, but see, good that's call. not... I don't consider seventh level low level stuff. No. That's fair. Like, once you hit around fifth level, you're kind I have two of, attacks by... Well, four know. attacks by then. I'm having a hard time in Mummy's Mask, because I guess what I'm trying... The point I'm trying to make. I feel like they're, we're struggling a lot more than I have, and I think... The damage reduction is part of that. Oh, no, 100%. I'm feeling it for sure because, yeah. like, this thing has damage reduction. I'm like, really? Because there's there's not a, as If we want to roll into that 15th episode, that thing had spell resistance. Yeah. yeah. That fight took seven bazillion years because of the damage reduction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you had to hold it still because it kept turning invisible. Yeah. We never, if you hadn't done that, we all would have died. I know. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> but it's just so... I've never, ever played a character that grappled as a... As as what we have to do. I guess I'm grappling stuff now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is necessary to deal with a higher damage reduction. But no, you guys had gotten a chance, though, to explore the rest of the second floor. Found the... Jumanji. Found the copy of Jumanji. <laughs> Does uh, it actually say what that actually I is? I 100% called it. We, we know what game it is. We figured it out. I, I called it. Jessica no, no, we don't. We don't know what game it is. No, there's a game. There's an Egyptian game that you play with sticks and you toss the yeah. sticks and the way they fall. It's like Sekhmet or something. Sekhmet? Like, I have a goddess a of yeah. war. Well, it starts with an S and it ends with a T. So whatever the middle part is, I don't know. <laughs> because I have it because I bought it when we went to the King Tut exhibit and they had it in the shop. Oh. It was really yeah. horrible because I have bad luck and I lost every time we played. I don't remember ever playing it. 
We I'm played sure we in, did. The, in my tiny room in Korea. We did. And we you did. won because you have good luck of rolling Wasn't six it? and I have bad luck. Yeah. You'd also found the end of the story as far as, I believe her name was Arna City. Oh yeah, she oh, yeah, had a wedding daughter, dress. She never got married because her boyfriend got the plague and died. And yep. also her wedding dress we found, but it was very like delicate. Yeah, you found, you found Arna City's uh, hope chest. And found her uh, wedding dress, which you weren't able to take with you. I thought we took the whole thing with us. Well, yeah, you took the entire chest. You weren't able to yeah. take it, like the Assyrian wedding robe out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sagira, I believe, is wearing her engagement, engagement ring. Engagement ring, sure. Which is still yeah. probably ring. haunted. It's just weird. Ring, ring. It's very weird to wear it. Somebody else's wedding or wedding. You'd also found some magical coal, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, magic yeah, but makeup. but we don't know That's what awesome. it does. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get to identify because I kind of want to use it. That's yeah, me fun. too. It's actually really cool they set it out in here. Well, we'll so get that wizard to identify when we're back in town. Yeah, yeah. you've got your, uh, I wouldn't say friendly wizard, because he's just kind of there. He's like a mercenary wizard, like, yeah, I'll identify things. Yeah, it's easy gold for him. Or maybe that uh, Scald has detect magic, and we could convince her to see what it is. You remember she said she was Scald? She, we told her our yeah, stories. Yeah, the genie lady, something red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were like friends with her. Sigrid? No. Something fire hair, yeah. Sigrid fire hair. Sigrid, yeah, yeah. But you guys had also... I'm not sure if... Did any of you notice something peculiar pertaining towards the second floor? Just no. missing. I mean, it was weird because there was a scary headless guy there. Why? What should have been up there? Yeah, I'm trying to think what's, what is yeah. missing from up there. I mean, you, there's no, like, library or anything, but that wouldn't be... Yeah, because there was, like I so said, there was the master, the daughter's bedroom, the kid's bedroom where you found the game, and then yeah. the office. So one of the things I found kind of interesting reading through it, and you can kind of... I'd like to personally be optimistic and interpret it this way. You found the bodies of everyone else downstairs. You found the bodies of the guards. You found the bodies of the servants. There were no bodies upstairs. Oh, you're right. So maybe she escaped. Maybe she didn't have time to grab her wedding dress, but maybe she escaped with her mother and everything. They were trying to protect the children. You didn't find any bodies. Oh, maybe. Because the bo- the kids' bodies outside were the servant were in the servants' quarters, yeah. so the noble kids wouldn't have been out there. That's a good point. Or they animated as some type of undead and wandered out. Mm-hmm. It's quite possible. It's also possible. Or you could be optimistic and think that maybe she got out. Maybe yep. she got it's across the river optimistic. to Tafu. I'm just, and, I'm just uh, waiting to go down into this uh, we saw the mausoleum, and, and the, you find there's just like the whole family's there. Who knows? The descendants, though, went to another city. So somebody had to. We live, could maybe right? find out if we venture. Yeah, you do know that the uh, the House of Panther continues to uh, live in yeah, Sothis, but they're, but they're not nobles anymore. Well, they're yeah, they're kind of like lower lower caste nobles. But keep in mind that a lot of the nobility lost their station during the Kelshide and Terragum. Yeah, but see, that's the big thing about Onuris's family is that they stayed through the Plague of Madness. They weren't one of the families that fled, and they totally they helped rebuild the city after the plague ended. Oh yeah, also Sagira figured out uh, who Onuris's family was. Because yeah. I was like, rich people. Who are rich people here? I think you actually found that out in like episode twelve. Was it? I can't remember. But you guys had finally finished the last of the House of Pantheru, made your way out and down into the crypt, and had your first run in with what could have potentially been a mummy if you guys didn't make a gross thing. Good lord. If you guys didn't make a really good knowledge check, then you could have gone back to town and be like, We fought a mummy, guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We fought a very sticky mummy. And then Sagira grappled that mummy also. Because it grappled her first. You just need to take improved grapple. Apparently. Although in that case, like you guys were getting through its damage reduction, like you weren't bypassing it, but you were getting through its damage reduction pretty readily. You were know. all dealing damage to it. I only did. I did one point of damage a couple times, but yeah, but you were all doing damage to it. You didn't have to grapple that to even beat the thing. At well, that it was point. grappling me, and I was not going to get out of that grapple. Yeah. 
Sagira knew that like grappling that other thing seemed to be pretty helpful, so maybe she'll just grapple this thing also. Yeah. Take a level and brawler and take improved grapple and <laughs> <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be completely out of character, so it's true. The adherer actually is an interesting creature. My question is, what was it doing there? It was the guardian of Chilling. the tomb, I'm sure. Well, I can how let would you, you know con- if you want? I was like, yeah. How do you, how would you control such a thing? It probably they probably it's probably trained because it had it some wandered sort of in one day and was like, oh, okay. Maybe if you have a certain like symbol of the house yeah, or something has an attack, yeah. What's the truth? It's honestly not really much to say about it, but it's basically that uh, yeah, it's a horrid once human creature that has taken refuge here. It's a hunter, though it goes uh, long periods without feeling the need to find another victim. It's all but impossible for most creatures inhabiting the state to harm the adherer because of its significant damage reduction. And so those that are aware of the creature's presence tend to leave it alone. So it just lives there. It just lives there. Huh. It's, I'm really excited special. to fight this cat swarm. I'm not even going to lie. It's true. That, that should be really interesting. Because we've joked about cat swarms before, like numerous times. And it's undead. And now it's and now it's becoming a reality. Swarm of undead cats. Cool. Again, kind of as I mentioned at the end of that episode, like this was a selling point for me for this adventure path was the moment that I read that. That was the encounter that I was like, this feels really Egyptian. Yeah, I know. An yeah, undead it, mummified cat swarm buried with their master for all of eternity to protect them. It's yeah. Like, oh, that is amazing. That, that, that's pretty cool. Lots of tiny cats to, to fight. On yours is doing great on his channels, right? I actually don't have any left. Yeah. But uh, I double checked. Oh. But uh, I can murder them with my favorite. I have enemy. one second level spell left. That's what I've got. It, it is true. They do look pretty undead. Surely they're undead. I mean, surprise, looks, it's aberration. No. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, the ritual way I mean, in which they were killed. I they're big enough that we can damage them. They're tiny creatures. You know, honestly, thinking back, uh, and I won't get into the details on this, I can think of at least three occasions. One of which I can't go into with because it'd be too much of a spoiler, but two other occasions, one recently with the uh, adherer of aberrations hiding as undead. That's yeah. really not cool. The other one that I'll get into, and it was the one that just blew my mind when it wasn't, the corpse orgy. Oh, yeah. It was just like, it's like how dare it you should not should be, be undead. undead. Thanks, Greg Vaughn. Yep. Thanks, Greg Vaughn. Uh, oh, Greg. Yeah. As and much so, as we complain, we do enjoy his oh, yeah. stuff. Just good. you see his name on a book and you're like, well, oh. well this is going to go poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's back for Return of the Rune Lord, so that's going to be good. Oh, I, I, so he's the level 20 book, and I remember Chase. Yeah. No, it was James. I was like, don't thank me. Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. to play as level 20 for a while. Don't thank me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Greg Vaughn's what, book. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to actually, because they didn't mention Mythic in that, so we're just going to hit 20. and then, Yeah, I want to hit 20. I'm yeah, I mean, 20. I've never hit 20, so that'd be it's really be cool. We haven't class. played, like, do you get to 20 in uh, Wrath of the Righteous? Yeah, you're 20 in 10th yes. level Mythic by the end yeah. of it. You're Wrath old. of the Righteous is the only other adventure path that you get to 20. Okay, yeah, we haven't played that yet, so. It's I'll also point out as an interesting thing, and that I love the parallel to it, is uh, Greg Vaughn did book six of Rise of the Rune Lords. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice... Uh, Nice closing chapter yeah, there. I like that book. That was a good book. Sadly, Greg Vaughn didn't do any of the books of, of Mummy's Mask. Mummy's Mask. Yeah. Although Crystal Fraser did book two. So oh, nice. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. about that. So yeah, Question. as far as our uh, channel and channel announcements and everything else are concerned, first off, as this is the first uh, after party that we've recorded since then, uh, we would like to thank Cliff Jones over there with Nerds on Earth for the review that they gave us on their website. If you have not checked out Nerds on Earth, do so. Check out a review. It was very positive. It was Lots of constructive criticism. Uh, thank you for your review, and uh, that was pretty awesome. Other than that, we do not have listener mail this time, but we do actually have some interesting questions that have been given to us by a number of people on, on our Twitter feed. 
So I figured we'd go ahead and answer some of that, as most of like the mail that we've gotten from listeners has primarily been uplifting, which we always appreciate. Feel free to email us anytime that you want to say anything about enjoying our audio quality or personalities. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> nice to get the positive reactions from you guys. But I feel a little awkward just reading praise. <laughs> yeah, yeah listen that, yeah. to how awesome we are. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little too self-serving. So I figure I'll give a, a shout out to Twitter and has commented a couple of times, mostly about enjoying the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, which so far I have very much been enjoying running as well, uh, as well as like the Osirian setting. We've gotten a lot of people that have kind of said that it's like, oh, well, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot different than it normally is. Because Egypt is cool. I, I've always been a real fan of the Osirian setting. So this is, you know. I like any non-typical fantasy. I, I do generally like non-typical high fantasy settings, but um, Assyrian is really good just because I've, you know, I grew up as a person who was really interested in Egypt. And, Everyone you know, had that, was that really phase. Cool. Everybody goes through that phase, yeah, where you're like, man, mummies and pyramids, that's so cool. Egypt, and Egypt. So yeah, we also very much have enjoyed the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path and the setting. So I figured for a fun question, since we didn't really have a question raised there, and I, I guess I'll answer it and then move on from there. What, as players, would you be most interested in a setting that you have not played in yet, Mm -hmm. playing in this setting? So, for me, I think I would have to... I really want to know what's going on with the whole Geb and Nex situation. I would love to Yeah, that is the biggest mystery in all of Pathfinder. Well, no. (laughs) Death of Arden is probably the biggest mystery in all of Pathfinder. Yeah, but like like from a, a history, you could actually probably find the answers to, like... It's just this huge well, gap. I, I know the history of the nation. Uh, interesting side note, Geb and Nex both used to be part of Osirian. Anyway. Huh. Yeah, Osirian stretched all oh, the way down. Oh, from like down. Katapesh and down. Yeah, it, oh, okay. all of Katapesh used to be part of Osirian, and all of the northern coast of Garund used to be part of Osirian, where Rahadum and everything are now. So like similar, that was, similarly to the Egyptian empires, actually, historically. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, and I know that's uh, a certain brainchild of a certain uh, Paizo employee that... His name is Eric Mona. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> calling you out. Eric. I was being vague. I know. We know who it is. So yeah, if we could ever get an adventure path that goes through Geb and Nex, maybe a little mana waste thrown in there. I would I'd love like that. Him. I'm pretty sure I know this answer, but Jessica? South Garoon maybe would be cool, or Vudra would be cool, or Sarasand would see all the Cat folk down in Southern Groon. I'd like one that explored like all of Tien. Well, if you had to pick one place. I I, I guess mine was kind of Geb and Next, but mostly Geb I'm interested in. I don't have strong feelings. I just want it to be something new. Okay. Uh, Ooh, for me, I'm trying to pick something that somebody hasn't already said, because I I very much would love to have a Vudrin Adventure Path. There's a lot of really interesting history from the Indian perspective that has not really been told. I'd like to see that. Um, I'm really interested in Runes of Aslan because it does go uh, to a separate continent of, you know, well, what's left of the continent of Aslan. So I think no one understood when I said the place you are most excited. We can't pick one place. <laughs> it's so I hard. know it's one place so I want to Jordan, play. top of your list. Name it now. Oh, man. I really want to go to Geb. Geb. All right. Geb. That's two for Geb if, if, if anybody's taking, listening. Yeah, if t- anybody's taking count. What about I- you, Rich? I mean, they they already have the adventure path of where the where I wanted to go, so I'm just eager to play it. But I want to go to Aslan because I want to know yes. the whole backstory of those guys. That having paged through it, it's 
It's interesting. And I don't know if this is part of your thought process, Rachel, but uh, Rachel is a fan of the steampunk genre, generally speaking, and the sheer amount yes. of clockwork yeah, stuff that, that they had. Clockwork. Oh, yeah, because Aslan had the whole city they, of clockwork. They clock invented works, the clockwork. Yeah. Well, the Thessalonian Empire did the city of clockwork, but they oh, were, that, no, that's they right, were yeah. descended from the Aslanti. Um, yeah. Well, they were exiled by the Aslanti. Yeah. But, so the I clockwork love, stuff is always great. I do love clockwork. Yeah. All right, Heather. You've been I waiting patiently. I thought it was exotic as everybody else, but I want to go to Nightall and like do stuff in Nightall, and because that play after reading the Nightall book, and mostly I'm really interested by the way the place looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting, and their history is really cool. So we're looking at two for Geb, Jessica's literally anywhere. Anywhere um, that's new. You know, Rachel's voting for Aslan. Is there a place that they haven't done anything yet that you're interested in as far as like an adventure path? I'm just kind of staring at the the giant map. And I always, because it's pretty much right behind your head when I'm staring back here. Sarusan? Oh, I have no idea what it is, but there's a question mark mark next to it. And that intrigues me. The long and short of Sarusan is no one knows anything about it because everyone that goes there dies. Well, they don't know. They just never come back. Well, it's probably amazing. Maybe it's just probably like a utopia or something. It's like the New Zealand of the world. (laughs) Right? Okay. Sarusan sounds fun. Sarusan would be interesting. And then Heather's voting for Nidal. I love Nidal. She just wants anything evil. It's so easy when you're evil. Generally, a lawful evil is her bent. Yeah. So, yeah, the the Planar Adventures book just came out. Having read through that, it's actually a really interesting book. Was rather happy with it. And it is, you know, it does have a poignant point where it is the, the last hardback of the first edition of Pathfinder. And they probably went out on top on that. And I'm not really going to get into review on this. We're actually going to do a separate review pertaining towards the book. But along the same vein, just because I had this thought, we'll do this as a little bit more of a rapid fire thing. If you had to choose a plane... To do an adventure on. Ooh, now you're speaking uh, my language. I think, for me personally, I would be interested in doing something in heaven. Literally uh-huh. going to heaven. Yeah. And maybe it's like the opening section for, uh, what is it, Diablo 2 when you're in chapter 4. Where you're oh, just like, hell to you, champions. Yeah. And yeah. you're in like the pandemonium for- fortress because there's a part of the fortresses in heaven and teaming up with angels to battle against the forces of the abyss or something. Like, I would love kind of a Diablo style. What about you guys? Mirror plane. Mirror plane. You want to go to the upside down? Oh, that'd be an interesting that'd one. be creepy and cool. So like the subplane of mirror where the shard people come yeah. from? Yeah. The silver, silver shards or whatever they were. Okay. Mirror dimension. A la Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, Jordan? Uh, what is Cadence playing? It's Elysium, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably really like to go to Elysium. I just imagine meeting Caden Kalian would be like the coolest dude ever because like he's my favorite deity because he's just like... A drunk frat bro. I mean, not even not he even made that. His dog a herald. I'm like, oh, not even that. He's just I, like he's oh, super yeah, totally chill, understand. and I could imagine like his plane kind of being reflected in like that, like his area of Elysium being like a very Famous. like peaceful, happy place, and then maybe something comes in to ruin it, and then it's like, oh man, what does everybody do? So I think that'd be really interesting. I, I imagine Caden okay. uh, kind of is like a Van Wilder sort of character. He's played the- by Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Ooh, played by Ryan Reynolds. Could okay. you not Maybe. see it? Yeah. I, I, you, not you know see what? Also, I could just see that. you're always Deadpool if you're Ryan Reynolds. I'm just <laughs> Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds or Nathan Fillion. Like we're gonna go oh, through yeah. the we're gonna go through yeah. the list and oh. cast all of the gods now. Oh, oh man, man. That'd, be that'd be fun. Kate Blanchett for uh, oh, for asthma. Anyway, oh, I could see that. <laughs> nice. What about you, Rich? Probably mine because 
we kind of got a taste of it in a different adventure path is I'd like to visit more of the elemental planes. Mm. Just because. Yeah, because. Return to the City of the Brass. Yeah, City of Brass was very interesting. And I'd, cool. I'd love to. Now, granted, we need to get like some Zora tunics. and. We are I was, was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's, We're it's, all just elementals. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to survive oh, in the Team Druid. We all you, to you'd be amazed in the. Uh, means by which they make it even viable for low-level characters to go and explore the planes in the planar book. Just all of the elemental planes in general? Yeah, just any of them. I mean, we, we've we visited the plane of fire before, so I'd, I'd probably put that one lower on the list because we've already been there. But the other ones, yeah. The shopping's great. <laughs> yeah. The shopping in the city of Brass is phenomenal. Yeah, there is no gold limit. <laughs> what about you, Heather? The first world. I'm going to do Ooh. the first world stuff. That's another good That's one. That's a little nuts, but um, yeah. It makes me, th- it's, it's a throwback to our old werewolf, the apocalypse days. My favorite, they had umbral realms where you could go like into the umbra and then you could go deep into the umbra and there were actually like different almost planes of existence. Cool. And my favorite one was the gate to Ar- Arcadia. Oh, Arcadia. And it was literally, there was a road that ran down the center of this plane and one side was the Silife and the other side was the Unsilife and they were constantly at war with each other, even though the leader of the, even though the two leaders of the both factions were like secretly in love yeah, with each other. Yeah, they're desperately in love with oh. one another. And would go meet in like this secret part of the forest and you, we got into all sorts of shenanigans, helping either side, sometimes helping both sides. And That's cool. I just think doing something like that in Pathfinder, like going into the first world and just getting into all sorts of shenanigans with the fae would be amazing i think i think my favorite part about the entirety of that plane is if you follow the road to its end it ends in a river and there's a sign that says you have reached the edge of the map here there be monsters (laughs) (laughs) and then if you swim across the river it takes you to hell Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it takes you to the gateway to Erebus, which is what That's the cool. werewolves called their oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, let's do the first world. So it, yeah. I just every time I think about White Wolf and all the weird things you did and weird things we got into, I always think about how much I loved going to Arcadia. Well, and there's there's a lot that they haven't done with the first, with the rulers of the fake. You know, and there's so. all sorts of cool shenanigans you could get in with that, and you know, I just and it has stuff for if you want to be more dark, go play with the Unsuli. You want to have, you know, the, you know, be more fun and capricious, go play with the Sali. And it's one of those... It's chaotic everywhere yeah, you go. Yeah, and That's with the true. nature of that plane, I'm sure you could get into all sorts of crazy, yeah. just wild adventures. So good picks on everyone's part. If you haven't had a chance to read through the Planar Adventures book, definitely check it out because I very much enjoyed it. And when we pick back up, our heroes are going to be continuing making cat their swarm. way through fighting a cat swarm. You guys really need to get used to fighting swarms. I'm just going to get a crossbow that launches alchemist fire. That's my plan. <laughs> oh, there you go. You could sling some. <laughs> just just going to hire an alchemist to follow us around. Seriously. Somebody take leadership and our new best friend is an alchemist. Go and take leadership because I have more than enough to deal with on this side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but if we took leadership, we could have guest stars that played our follower occasionally. <laughs> and they just have a lot of personalities. <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing else. So thank you all for all of our new subscribers, which has been a lot. You you guys have been really great. The support from the surrounding community and all the other podcasts out there, you guys have made this a very uh, welcoming environment and we all appreciate joining your ranks and trying to provide as much entertainment to all of our nerdy people out there listening even now. Email us, tweet us, we, yeah. re- we respond to things. Uh, we, we have updated our website. We actually have links to our Twitter and also bios if you're curious about our gaming histories and things like that because we haven't really talked about it on the That's podcast. That's true. So yeah, feel free to contact us with, of course, any of your comments, anything that you want to say pertaining towards the show or anything that you think uh, we should do differently, and we will take it under advisement. Until next time, good luck, Pathfinders.